Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rated E for everyone, 10 and up. Hang on to your masculoids and your jumble guns. You're about to listen to That Story Show. Hey! This is That Story Show, people. cooking pizza. I turned into a bat. I flew into this lady's house. <laughs> I left her some guano. <laughs> hey, how you doing, podcast people? This is That Story Show, where we're telling hilarious real-life stories and inviting you to do the same. This is episode 292. I'm James Kennison, and my good friend is here. Yes, he is, and he's right next to you and your chair. And his yeah. name is? Oh, my name's John. Hey, sorry. <laughs> Got what to do in my job here. It's all bad. It's all bad. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you remember your name. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to a great show. Um, I am too. As we do every week, we're going to share with you some hilarious life stories, and uh, that are sent in by our audience. And John's even going to bless us with a uh, a featured story that has to do with with his wedding. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's just part of it. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Um, we it always might not be that funny. It might might not, but <laughs> you know what? Not. People seem to like you more than than anybody else, so they will they will like your story just because. Yeah, right. Um, this one's called "Go with It." Uh, we always start with an opening story. This is from Felicia from Smithfield. Several years ago, I was a nurse aide at an Alzheimer's unit. It was my first night working graves and other. Another aide and I were assigned 22 patients to watch over through the night. I assume by graves, she means grave shifts. Not, yeah, graveyard. Not actually dead people. <laughs> we got to take care of these people, put them away before. Yeah, <laughs> just take care of them. Job. At the beginning of our first rounds, the other aide told me that one of the patients relives military events occasionally while dreaming. And if I come upon it during the rounds, just go with it. Uh, with such vague instructions, I began my rounds down to his room. And when I reached his room, he was crouched down on the floor like a cat getting ready to pounce. Soldier, <laughs> he whispers, and he motions me to get on the floor. Quietly shuffle yourself over here to me, and we'll get out of the enemy's fire. Quickly, I, quote unquote, went with it and dropped to the floor and crawled over to where he was. <laughs> he told me to be quiet and follow his lead. As a good soldier, I rolled across the floor several times and hit up against the bed until we were, quote-unquote, in the clear. I finished helping him climb back into bed, 
and began exiting the room. When I got out to the hallway, the other aide was laughing hysterically at me. After what felt like forever being laughed at, he finally yes. caught his breath and explained that go with it meant telling the patient that, hey, we took care of the enemy and we're in the clear. Here, relax <laughs> and lay down. And by saying that to the patient, usually satisfied his reenactments and he went back to sleep fine. Uh, but that's not what I did. I went full on. And with it. Went with it. Uh, thanks for uh, a great and funny show. Keep it up, Felicia from Smithfield. That's hilarious. I think Felicia deserves special hero points for that. She, should she get, went with it. Yeah, she should get a, a raise. Dude, I, I probably would have totally jumped into it and been like role-played the whole thing out. <laughs> you take down that enemy over there. We're going to do this. going to do this. We're going <laughs> to jump over the bed here in the hospital. Quick, throw a grenade. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That's, that's pretty I, awesome. I made one. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I just go with it. Uh, um, do it. Uh, it's time for uh, we- Weekly Rewinds. All right. So what we do here is we talk about something funny from the last uh, seven days or so. I'll go first. Okay. Um, last week, mine was about a word that I thought I'd made up or a phrase, uh, emo roco. Yeah, and emo roco. How many times did you use that during the week? I've used it quite a bit, actually. Uh, but my um, this one is a weekly update about uh, the podcast I record with my daughter called Red School Bus at rsbcast.com. She really is getting comfortable behind the microphone to the point that she had a Jenna moment. And, and the Jenna moment is a weird moment because she gets these weird ideas in her head. She always has, ever since she was little. And uh, like like several years ago, she got it in her head that she hated the name of a road. The road's name <laughs> was Big Bend Road. Big Bend? Big Bend, yeah. Why would you hate Big Bend Road? Because she said it should be Big Bent Road. And Big none of Bend. us understood why. But to her, it made perfect sense. And she would freaking <laughs> argue with you. And she would argue how it doesn't make sense why it's not there's not a big bend road there's a big bent road and and i get what she's saying because in a sentence it doesn't make sense but who gives a crap well jenna does jenna gives a lot of craps about it another example is uh she came up with this idea at dinner one night about how fish aren't wet until they get out of the water that when they're in the water it's just normal for them. And it's only when they come wow. out of the water that they are wet. And she what? went on for, with that one for like nine months. And we'd bring it up and she would defend her position. She has since changed her position. Wow. Because so they're not wet until they get out of the water. Right. For them. For them. For them. Okay. Which, which is the, I, I can understand it's it. It's the yeah. logic of middle schoolers. Okay. So um, she had one of those moments uh, on the podcast and accidentally somehow made up a new word. She was going on and on. You'll have to listen to the show to get the full gist of it. But she was talking about ideas and misunderstanding people. And she said, hey, I have a question. I have a thing. And she says, if you're asking somebody something 
and you don't understand what they said and you think they said something else, is it your idea or did you steal it from them? And and I'm like, I don't understand what you're mm. talking about. She says, well, imagine that uh, somebody said, uh, hey, what what is your favorite food? Or I asked somebody, what's your favorite food? And they said something intelli- unintelligible like strawberry. And, and I thought they said strawberry. Is that my idea or did I steal it from them? And I'm like, what did the person say? Strawberry. And I'm like, how, how did, why would they answer that? First of all, Strabaza. And then secondly, how do you spell Strabaza? Because I immediately knew that was going to be the name of the episode right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Strabaza. So um, I don't know where she comes from. I don't know who her real parents are, but they're not, they're not me and Jen. Because she's from outer space. She's third rock from the sun, kind of outer space where she's still figuring out the world and um, she imagines somewhere in her head that if she asked somebody what their favorite food was, they might stumble out the word strawberry and she would <laughs> understand it as strawberry. So I don't know if that's funny to anybody else, but it was quite hilarious to us. And now a new word is born. Strawberry. Yeah. Strawberry. Can you use that in a sentence for me? Um, I guess it is a type of food. It's supposed to be, strawberry i guess i don't know but she came up with a whole different thing because i brought we brought it up in the car because i wanted her mom to hear it and she had a better explanation that made a lot more sense and and she's like just imagine that you were trying to think of ideas to cure cancer and i'm like okay because this is a second example that's that's what she starts with and she says what if they said um that you could cure cancer by uh, eating Pop-Tarts. But I heard by getting hit by lightning. If that's what I heard, is that my idea or did I steal it from them? And I'm like, well, that's a whole different thing there. And and that makes a little more sense than Strabaza. Um, So, yeah, uh, I think it's your idea. If if it works, I said, but let me just tell you that right off the bat <laughs> that getting struck by lightning is a cure for cancer, <laughs> but it's also the same cure they use for murderers. So <laughs> it cures cure for life. It cures murdering as well. So if that gives you any clue of how good an idea that would be. And so, I'm pretty sure that eating Pop-Tarts causes cancer. So I Probably. Yeah, I couldn't remember what her first example was. It was better than that one. But I, <laughs> I remember the second one was specifically getting hit by lightning. Sir, we're going to strap you to this chair. We're, we're also going to attach this rod to your, uh, to your metal chair. And then we're going to attach this murderer to you. Um, so we can kill, <laughs> kill kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. So, oh, yeah, yeah, cures oh, cancer and murder all in one time. That's what my that's what my daughter invented on the way home. From Unless school. you're Doctor Frankenstein, then it also brings life to your monster. Oh gosh, that's true. Yeah, we're gonna attach a Frankenstein as well, kill three birds or kill two birds and raise one back, one stone. All, yeah. all thanks to Strabaza. So. Strabaza. 
I think uh, Perry Grip needs to write a song about Straw Bazaar. That's true. I think I think he's got one. You could and say that about anything, though. Perry Grip needs to write a song about blank, and you would be right. Yeah. He just needs yeah. to keep writing songs. He, and I, I don't think he's let up. No. He's let up. No, his latest, uh, or one of his latest, is... Uh, it's it's hailing taquitos and it's great hailing taquitos i was trying to remember that so i could tell my sons about it because yeah. they were singing the taco song the other day it's the spiritual successor to uh or the sequel so to speak to uh raining tacos so if you don't know what perry who perry grip is you need to look him up on youtube and listen to all of his uh short little yes. songs about hamsters on pianos and baby monkeys and all kinds of stuff fuzzy fuzzy cute cute yes or way throwing it way back a young girl talking about herself oh yes so true on life man so real it's deep um so john what's been going on in your world the last uh several days let me let me tell you what's been going on in my world the last several days i I don't think I'm going to enjoy talking about this much, but hopefully somebody out there can relate and enjoy this. Um, how, how do you feel about poison? I, I'm not a fan, unless yeah. it's for spiders and, and cockroaches and stuff and rats. I I used to listen to the band. Remember the oh, band back in the oh, 90s? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, this yeah. is totally different from that, but I just I just thought about Poison. <laughs> we both lie silent still in the dead of night. <laughs> that every rose has a thorn. That was Poison, wasn't it? Um, I I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. One of those hair bands. It was either Anyways. that or Guns N' Roses. I know it wasn't them. Okay. I'm pretty positive of that. Anywho, um I uh I I have a sensitivity. I don't know if it's an allergy or a sensitivity, but poison ivy. I yeah. I can look at it like on a web page, and I will get poison ivy. Oh man, that's you bad. know I'll get the the blisters and the junk. I had um cleaned out. You'll get like blisters some, on your junk. What did you say? No, no, no. <laughs> Only if I'm not very careful. Um, I. I'll get you know how when you brush up against poison ivy. I've never oils. brushed up against poison ivy. Man, is that what you did this week? No. Oh no. I, I'll I'll get to that. I, <laughs> I if people who have had a reaction to poison ivy, they're they're cringing because I know how frustrating it is. Your skin will kind of break out in these little tiny blisters all over wherever the oils from the plant touched you, mm. and um. It, it looks really bad. The thing about it is, you know, you can have had an interaction with poison ivy. And for me, I won't know until days after. Really? So, yeah. Like it'll it'll be days after because the oils, they seep into my skin or whatever it is. I don't know what it does, but it gets into my skin and it, oh. it's just terrible. It's I hate this Probably because you don't shower. And, well, that's. And you're building up a natural, you know, coating of. John Slime. Maybe, maybe that. It's just a theory. Practice just that. Putting that's, that out there. It could be. That's the problem. Maybe that's what I, I. I I had some in my backyard, and like a month ago, I I went back there. Man, I put on, I put on head to toe. I had like the Michael Myers outfit going on. You know, the <laughs> complete garage car guy, 
onesie type thing. I had the boots on. I had gloves on. And I, I put on a hat and I put on protective eyewear so that I didn't get that, that mess in my eyes. Right. And I did pretty good except my wrists were exposed. Uh-oh. And so like like I would I would I got all this junk out of there and I thought, okay, I'm gonna go clean off because if if you can get the oils off your skin in enough time, it won't affect you. So oh. I I had a little spot. Actually I had a couple spots on my wrists and apparently I touched it at some point and spread that oil around to the other parts of my skin and I had some I had some breakouts on my arms. And so it was not fun. It, how, I hated it. How did your wrist touch your arms? How my wrist touched my arms? Yeah. Yeah. At one, at one point, where, I mean, were you, I, I don't, well, I don't well, do that. I don't like rub my wrists around on my arms and stuff. No, I must've like touched where the oils were on my skin. Okay. And like rubbed somewhere else on my arm because, you know, it's invisible that stupid poison ivy. Yeah, I've never had poison ivy. Ah, man, it's the worst. Well, I'm learning a lot. Well, great. Yeah, and not everybody's affected by it. So you might be one of those lovely people who doesn't don't get infected by this nasty crap. But basically, it's the oil that comes off the plant, which you can't see. And here's the thing: this poison ivy plants, I killed them a long time ago, so there weren't green leaves on them or anything. It was just the vines. And that's, that oil just lives on them. Well, so the tools that I had been using, I didn't clean them off. I had a machete I was chopping that junk down with, and I had some clippers. And um, this machete, uh, I had it up in my garage. So the handle of it's kind of poking out off of a shelf. Mm-hmm. So I cleared up from the first breakout of poison ivy that I had. Um, so I went into the garage and I was trying to reach something in the back of the shelf. And well, this, this, the handle of the machete touched my face. Oh no. Yeah. Right underneath my, my left eye. Oh, and I didn't think much of it. I just thought, oh, well, you know, no big deal. I figured there wasn't any residual oil on there. Yeah. Or there's gotta be a, a, a time limit or something on there. You'd think, oh. but here it is today, uh, April 11th. And I did this last week. My face is swole up underneath my oh left my eye. Oh, my gosh. Not only that, I must have rubbed underneath my left eye. And I'm always messing with my beard. I've got, ah! I've got poison ivy on the corners of my mouth. <laughs> and not only is it on my oh. left eye, underneath my left eye, but a little bit on the right side of my face. And then I got a spot on my neck of all places. <laughs> so... This junk, I, I'm going to have to move to Arizona or somewhere where or hire somebody, exist. hire somebody to I'm, handle your, your, your fireweed or whatever it's called. What is it again? Poison ivy. Poison ivy. Yeah. yeah. Goodness it's gracious. Worse garbage stuff. So I'm, that's what I'm dealing with uh, today. Um, there are different types of this, this poison vine type plant, poison sumac, poison oak. They're all the same to me. I look at them and they, affect me in some way. And I, the crazy thing is I was out looking at a house with a friend of mine and there was some growing up the side of the tree. And I said, look, if I stare at this long enough, I'll get poison ivy. Then you did. I probably, I cursed myself or something <laughs> because that's pretty much what happened. Just claim it, John. You just I'd, claim it. <laughs> get thank that, you, ma'am. That negative confession. You got to keep it positive. <laughs> it's my mom. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. 
she was really big in the name it claim it stuff anyway. sing it on out yeah uh so that's what i've been dealing with this week Don't so my face it. today looks like it fortunately it looks like i'm just really tired because i got these big bags up underneath <laughs> my left eye and it, i didn't break out with those blisters except for around my mouth which is really gross to mention but that's weird oh man fortunately my beard hides most of that so i whatever poison ivy on your face Ah, it stinks. That's man. the worst. And, yeah. Oh, is it is it like an essential oil <laughs> kind of experience? That's what I'm starting to wonder about. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> snuck some essential oils onto my pillow and my face rubbed in it. I don't know. That's, That's so the weird. only thing I can think is that running into the handle of that, you know, my face. It's not like it hit me very hard, but I I I guess my face touched it enough to where. It transferred oils from a couple, yeah. like last month. Well, on, I, I don't know. I told you a while back about um, how my couch, I, I didn't even know it was the couch, but I was sitting there and I was rubbing my eyes and they started burning like crazy. And uh, I had no idea why. I got up and put water in them and, you know, it was fine. And, and then I didn't think much of it. And then a couple weeks later, I sat in the same spot and my eyes started burning again. And uh, I started asking the kids. I'm like, something's up. Something is up. <laughs> These kids played a trick on me. Well, long story short, I put it together somehow with a, with the clues that were available to me that my daughter had decided to try out her mom's mace and had sprayed no. the couch and then stuck what? it back in the purse. And and this stuff was just on the couch and I was wallowing in it and, and then obviously getting it in what? my eyes. When was this? This was a while back. Good golly. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> Couch pepper spray. I, I think it was when Jay sat down and then he started saying his eyes are burning. I'm like, I know something's up. Something's going on. <laughs> Somebody's about to get whooped. Something. This cow's is cursed and and there's got to be a reason for it. And, and my daughter finally, finally uh, admitted Ah, to using using the um accidentally doing it and you know i'm not gonna punish her for that whack her upside the head but but yeah i mean why what what logic were you using that you thought spraying pepper spray in the house was a good idea on a couch on the flipping couch go outside Mm. spray a squirrel or something (laughs) Jay probably said something about Strabaza and she thought spray pepper spray on the couch. Oh, That's so it was her was, idea. Right? Yeah. It was her idea. Yeah. It's Therefore, a, she should be punished. The logic of middle schoolers. Well, that was a while back. And <laughs> I, I just told her, don't be dumb again. And and so far, she has tried her best not to be dumb, except for that, that Strabaza thing. So um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear John's story. I can't wait. Okay. Let me tell y'all a story. Featured story time. So, John, mm-hmm. tell us about the marriage that almost wasn't. I I can do this, and I I got. We've been doing this show for ten years. Is it? It's been a long time. It's long enough for middle schoolers to have grown up and now have kids of their own. So, I I don't think I've ever told this. I've told this story before in my lifetime. You know, usually to a crowd of people that want to berate me, but. Um, <laughs> This this is a true story, and this is about 
uh, my my marriage. And which, just FYI, uh, today is my anniversary. Oh, I've, happy anniversary! Thank you. How many yeah. years? Twenty-one. Wow, that's that's impressive. Years. Yeah, that's good. And um, I I got to say, you know, I'm all married up, definitely. Thanks for spending um, it with me, John. Yes, yeah. I have such an amazing wife. She would want you me have, to have. You have this your time priorities in order. I will say, the show, yes. the show, then your wife. Oh, and then everything else underneath. That's <laughs> that's perfect. With m- right. me on top, of course. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, right there. Well, uh, so when I was a senior in college, um, I, I met Amy, my wife. I met her in uh, 1996, I believe it was. Yeah, 96, The uh, my second, my spring semester of my- That's the year I got married. 96. Well, hey, there you go. So you're just a couple years ahead of me. I'm catching up. Um, the spring semester of my junior year of college. She came in. She transferred from another school. So she actually technically went back to being a sophomore, I think, when she transferred in because she changed her major and all that stuff. Anyways, she was a mutual friend of um, my roommate. Um, my roommate was married and engaged to a lady that, that – uh, he met there at college and um, she was best friends with his fiance. So it was inevitable that we were going to meet. Yeah. So we met and, and fell into deep like and, you know, started dating uh, not too long after we met. And my, my track record with dating uh, wasn't always so great, I no, guess. No, yeah. You've got a lot of destructive stories. Yeah. <laughs> Disturbing <laughs> <And> stories. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that bad. It sounds bad, but I really, I guess well, it is. You broke up with someone dressed up as a clown. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's pretty high up there, John. That's not my finest moment. <laughs> that's, I don't... I don't you got a balloon here. And then when you're done, it says, <laughs> I'm breaking up with you. It's over. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the most intelligent person. I just... Gotta say, people probably think, "Oh man, that guy's smart." And no, I'm they, not really. They don't think that. Okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure what our our listeners thought about, it, but um, I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the most intelligent person. I can see that played out in the lives of my children. So um, <laughs> I can see the same. I, I can relate. <laughs> Like, what were you thinking? My, oh, actually, I know what you're thinking. I know. I can't <laughs> yell at him sometimes because I'm like, you're just being me. And I, I'd have to beat <laughs> yeah. myself. So, oh, uh, yeah. Well, so, so the, the, the typical progression in my dating relationships were, um, at least from high school on, not to say that I really dated in middle school, but, anyways, when I. Things would get kind of serious. We'd talk about marriage and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, I my my mentality would change. I'd get scared and I'd be like, oh, I don't think I need to be dating anymore. And then so it usually ended with a breakup. So, um, so Amy and I had been dating for about almost a year, actually. And um, I was going into my, my, my the last leg of my senior year. And we had talked about marriage. I had even bought a, a ring, and um, you know, I had it had it on late. No, I actually paid it off. I had it in my house, and um, 
I was ready to to pop the question. Wow. But I started getting cold feet and I was thinking, what am I going to do when I graduate? All these serious things. I'm going to have to be a grown up, an adult. <laughs> and I'm going to have to do this adulting thing. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that because that, that was, word didn't exist. That was before it existed. It was a better time. <laughs> we invented it. Oh. No, I I was saying I can't I can't go into life or in a new career with with uh you know at least this was going on in my mind with a, a wife and stuff and I so I yeah what I, kind I, of fool are you John having someone idiot. that can help you through the trials and tribulations <laughs> of life oh so I, stupid I broke up yeah dumb right who who thinks like that John uh, John does that's who you're a worrywart so, aren't you. Are you? I'm proud. That's what my mom used to say. She'd say, "You're a worrywart." Your mom used to say that about me. No, no, no. She okay. would say it in general, and I've, okay. I've never heard anyone else say it. So I felt the need to maybe define it. But yeah, yeah. a, a worrywart is just someone that worries about things. I I would I wouldn't classify myself quite as okay. a worrywart, but I I do. I think about things and scenarios and stuff, and I thought I don't know how I'm going to do this. So I just gave up on it and I was like, ah, you know, whatever. So I broke up with this, this lady. How did you uh, break up with her? How did you do that? You went, you bought a ring and then you yeah, broke I, up with her. I had it and we had talked through stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, to hear her tell this, it, it's probably a little bit more funny because the way I did it, uh, apparently I was able to talk through this whole thing this whole breakup and at the end she was like so you're breaking up with me <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah that's that's it we're just gonna you know go our separate ways so you never out and out said it you just kind of snarf, yeah. snarfed all around it really lame you know if if i were somebody watching myself do this whole thing i probably would have gone and beat me up you know what i mean i would you're an idiot man yeah. get yourself together this, so, this is John. John's like, oh, I'm glad you're here. Um, I just want to talk to you a little bit about Estrabaza. And you're, <laughs> what, what did you say? Are you breaking up with me? That's your idea. That's your idea. Yeah, that's probably what I was trying to think of, making it think is their idea. It's you not said you, it it's first. Me. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you want to end this for late? Yeah, that's it. That's what I was just trying to say. Uh, so no. And so I, I did, we broke up and then, oh my gosh, for no I, good reason. It, pretty much really. Yeah. No good reason. I guess it was just the fear of commitment and things getting too real. And yeah, I, I, I cold feet, the very definition Yeah, feet. Fortunately, it took place before I, I asked her to marry me. But, um, so here's the thing. I, I realized about two weeks into it that I had made a mistake, <laughs> you know? So here we are starting off the spring semester. Really? Of my senior year. Yeah. I broke up with her almost a year later after I met her almost exactly a year. That's ridiculous. But anyways, we're going into this to the senior year, my senior year. And, um, I, I realized just a week into this thing that I, I made a mistake. I've made a horrible error. <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> Arrested development. Um, and so I, I was like, "Hey, you know, I, would you like to talk?" And then she's like, "No, nah, you know, I'm good." <laughs> she's like, "I don't, I'm past it." I'm I was like, "Wait, great. it's only been two weeks." Uh, <laughs> oh. 
but she, rightly so. I mean, she didn't want to have anything to do with me. She didn't really care to talk to me. Oh, and- there's got to be a country song that that's the topic of it somehow. I can't get over her getting over me or something like that. Dude, I think I think that is a song. Really? If it's not, it, it you needs, need to market that right to, now. I need to write it quick. I can't get over her getting over me. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds too familiar. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's the second week into it. I, I being broke up. I thought yeah, I gotta I gotta fix this. But there's nothing, absolutely nothing, I could do to win her heart back. And wow. I just. It was the worst semester of my. I bet you felt life. like total crap. I did. I mean, your heart I, must have been broken inside. Yeah, <sighs> it was. I know and that feeling because Jen dumped me once, and mm. that's when things changed. I got her back, but dang, yeah. Oh, well, but I didn't you think throw her away. I I, uh, I lost weight, and I Amy says. <sighs> That I moped around that whole semester. Oh, man. And I mean, I was bent on trying to win her back, but finally I was like, you know what? And this is where the spiritual aspect of this comes in. I, I was like, God, I can't do this. And and uh, I gave up. It's like, you know what? If this is going to be, I'm just going to have to trust you, God. And <laughs> God's uh, up there shaking his head. You moron. I didn't tell you to break up with her in the first place, you idiot. You should have talked to me then. <laughs> exactly. Probably should, but I did She's learn perfect very- for you. Yeah, she is. Uh, um, I learned a valuable thing then, and that was I, that I needed to trust and, and respect and, and love in a unique way and different. You know, it, it was a very important growing point of my life. Right. But here's where it gets good. Because obviously you know the rest of the story, so uh, she started talking to me again, and um, at at our college at Southeastern we had this uh, junior senior thing. It was like a like a prom where you don't dance. They brought in somebody, and it was a big formal type affair. Did you have that when you were there? No, I wasn't involved in campus life very much. I lived okay. on campus. I was married, you know. So ah, uh, well, uh, this this was you know for the married folks too, but uh, it was it was like a big stupid. It was a big thing, whatever. Sorry, my Siri just started talking to me. For it's all right. She wants to be on the show. <laughs> so I I had worked it out. She started talking to me. I said, hey, you want to go to the junior senior with me? She's like, yeah, okay, I'll go. Um, And I had made the decision that if she ever starts talking to me again, if she ever even has a hint of liking me, that I'm just going to go all in. I'm just going <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it, as Felicia said uh, in, in their last story. So um, I did, man. She said yes to this, going to the junior senior with me. And we started talking. We didn't really go out on any dates or anything either. It's just like we just started talking to each other. And uh, I, you know, I said, this is it. I'm going to ask her to marry me. And so I told a couple friends. And I was really good friends with a guy who, uh, who was like emceeing this event. And so what the, one of the things they do for the seniors as they walked in is they would announce the senior and their name and their name, obviously, what they're majoring in and who they were escorted by. So I said, hey, when I go in, I want you to uh, I want you to announce Amy as my fiance. Oh, and he's wow. like, oh, yeah, definitely. There's, there was Terry. He's like, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because he knew the two of us. He knew the story. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I asked her dad if I could marry her, all that stuff leading up to it. Right. Uh. She had no idea. No idea. 
And so we can, can we I just say you're a dork, man. Uh, you can say it. You can totally, you can totally say it. Because I would never be able to do that. Because well, here's the thing. Oh, I don't ahead. think I could either. You did. I have no idea what I was thinking. You did. Anyway, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I think of all these, you know, game like things, like the baseball stadium. The guy yeah. gets down on a knee yeah. and. and totally gets rejected right. none of that went through my mind oh. none of it because i thought yeah i've got her back you know she's talking to me that's it <laughs> so um we get in there and and i'm like really nervous all the way up to this point and i'm like i've got the ring in my pocket and i'm ready you know as soon as he announces me and her and she's gonna look at him i know how it's gonna work out so we get up there and, and Terry, the guy who's announcing, said, this is John Steinklauber. He's a pastoral ministry major, church ministry major, and he's escorted by Amy Millsaps, his fiance. And she, because he was a mutual friend of ours, she turns and looks at him and gives him this look like, what in the world did you just do? <laughs> and so while she's looking at him, I get down on one knee because I'm on the opposite side of where Terry is. And I get down on one knee, oh and by this time, the whole room is starting to cheer and clap, and I'm like, wait a second. This might not turn out the way I thought it should. <laughs> only then. Only then does it finally kick in. <laughs> yeah. This may not be the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. It's uh, Amy's shocked. She's like, she can't even, she can't even react. She's right. like, what in the world is going on? And I'm like, I'm down there on my knee for what it seems like an hour <laughs> waiting for her to respond. Cause I, I feel like I said it at some point, will you marry me? Uh, and I'm holding the ring up and she's actually got her hand out and I start to slide it on her finger. I'm like, we got to get out of here because people are looking at me and they're cheering. <laughs> and I, I don't want this attention now. I don't know what I was thinking. Let's just go sit down and you can think about it. And so I, I get up and I'm like, yeah, let's just go sit down and, and you can think about this. Oh, she's wow. Like she didn't frozen. respond. No, she's got her hand over her mouth. I mean, I can tell on her face that she's thinking oh, about it. Oh, goodness. And I, I don't know. She's feeling all the pressure. <laughs> yeah. she. Uh, it's like, is she happy? Is she sad? Is she, What's going on here? I don't know. So. I like, we just, let's just get out of the spotlight and let's just, you can think about it. If you want to say no, but no, I couldn't because as I start to get up, one of the, the professors who knew the both of us, he's like, get back down. She didn't say anything. Oh. <laughs> like, so I'm down there on my knee and got the ring, took it off of her finger and I'm looking up at her and she's looking down at me. She's got her hand over her mouth. Her eyes are like a deer in headlights. And I just say, what do you think? Will you marry me? And <laughs> she finally, she just, yes. <laughs> and uh, she did say yes. And uh. so I put the ring on her finger. We went back and sat down. And uh, that was the story of my life. Wow. <laughs> I, I, you know what? <laughs> Talking through it like that. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> You're a moron. I don't recommend this. No. <laughs> she had been working for two weeks getting in her head that I'm not going to share my life with this man. This thing is over. And then all of a sudden you're slapping a ring out 
and saying, will you marry me? Gosh, you are so lucky that she said yes. <laughs> I, I was what, totally what expecting it to go another way, but I'm glad she made you uncomfortable. I'm glad she made you wait there on your knee. Oh, I, my gosh. You know, I so it wasn't just a couple weeks. So, you know, like we broke up in January. Uh-huh. We got engaged in April. And so there's a couple months there where oh. there was no communication wow. between the two of us. So See, you're an all or nothing person, man. You couldn't have just talked to her and said, hey, we're kind of going fast and I got this ring and I'm a little scared. Can we just kind of dial it back for a few months? No, you got a dumper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm not the most intelligent. Has she forgiven you for all of this? I'm assuming. I, I, I'm. She still I think has, she has. She still has a dark part of her part of her soul for you, doesn't she? Maybe she does. I don't think so. Did she bring I, it up often? Like no. Do you ever do anything like in in and then say, like say you're going to do something and commit to something and then you back out and she says, "Oh yeah, I know what that feels like." She, oh. she ever do that kind of stuff? No. Because I changed in that two months. I really think I did. I think something happened in me and I matured and I grew up. At least I'm hoping that because, you know, every day she makes me feel like I'm the I'm the she's the lucky one. What I know that it's not the case. I'm the lucky one in this whole relationship. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, dude. She still thinks I'm good looking. And I don't need I mean, I'm bald and you're a good looking dude, John. I can't take that away from you there. (laughs) I don't see it, but she, she, especially not now with the poison ivy on my usually face. Usually I say that, that, you know, when I hear people are married, I say to the woman or the man, I say, congratulations to the woman. I say, uh, you know, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> but in your case, I would say to both of you, I would say congratulations because you are a good team. You guys are great. Wow. But I she didn't deserve you. you, or you didn't deserve her then. I will tell you that right now. Good Lord. Wow. wow. I, uh, I didn't. I've never told you this then, huh? No. This is all new? It okay. sounds all new to me. Okay. <laughs> if you've told it, it's been long enough to where I've forgotten it and erased it from my memory. But oh. goodness gracious. I was. It's like cringe city over here. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. I just thought, <sighs> you know. And we did, you know, that that couple weeks in between where I asked her to go to this thing with me and uh, and her saying yes, and then us actually going to this thing, because that was only a couple weeks. I mean, I said, hey, do you want to go to the junior-senior with me? And she thought about it, and she said, yeah, okay. And so that couple weeks, we did start talking more. And it wasn't like we were complete strangers and stuff. Right. She saw me around campus and was like, oh, that guy needs to get a life. He's just moping around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you came so close to ruining it. But That's, you said it was a growing thing, huh? Uh, I, well, I think I matured and grew up a little bit in that time. So I, I, I know with my situation, when Jen, Jen just finally got mad at me and dumped me, one time like she you know because i just wasn't taking the relationship as seriously as i should and you know i was just kind of being a butt whenever and uh she dumped me and man i'll tell you what i was like military precision after that i was i was like i will do whatever it takes to 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 reclaim your heart i will will serve you faithfully and uh so yeah she did take me back and uh, it was a change, man, a drastic change from then on. It, it, and you grew up, right? I, I grew up or, or something. I don't know. 
But. I think th- I think that's what happened with me. That's what I. That's what I. Th- now I'm just I now do. I'm just whooped. So <laughs> now it's just like oh, I'll do whatever you say as long as you will let me live here. You know, <laughs> let, let me keep my last name, please. So now she's awesome. Well, yeah. thanks for sharing that, John. Um, I'll, I'll, I, I apologize if it was too long. No, it no, it was it was right on target. We do have some uh, listener stories that I'd like to share. I would like to hear them. All right, this one's called Healthy Greens. Hello, James and John. The story you shared on a previous episode about a lady picking her nose and devouring the contents reminded me of a story. Dad gummit, dad gummit, dad gummit. I forgot about that. Dad gummit. <laughs> okay. Ugh. My daughter has the same problem. She <laughs> she won't eat her veggies because they're green, but that doesn't stop her from partaking and eating the green stuff that goes out her nose. Oh, kids, God bless them. <sighs> One day, I had enough of her disgusting habits, so I decided to Google the effects of noshing on nosy num nums. <laughs> <laughs> That's so brilliantly written. Oh. It's hurting me um, and, and show her just how harmful it is. But alas, most of the articles I found, which came from legitimate sources, spoke of how, oh God, uh, oh man, how healthy I'm glad you're reading this, how healthy it is to snack on your own snot. Gosh, I need my trash can. Hold on. Uh, uh. <laughs> See, it's going to be kind of comical. Oh, Okay. If the audio sounds weird, it's because it's echoing through a trash can that's being held underneath the microphone. Remember, smile to purge the gag reflex. Wasn't that the advice yeah, we got last week? Yeah, yeah. I'm smiling now. Okay. okay. Um, I was taken aback. Surely this could not be true. I was disappointed, and I took the stance that you cannot believe everything you read on the internet. I think we made it through the bad part. All I can okay. do is hope my daughter eventually grows out of this phlegm flavoring face. Uh, favoring <laughs> face. Uh. Phlegm favoring face. Uh, uh. Oh, I feel mm. it. I feel it coming back again like a roll of thunder chasing the wind. Um, forces moving in the center of the earth again <laughs> is that helping i can feel it i don't know um sorry for all the cheesy alliteration it just kind of came out that way hope you pick this story to read on the show thank you james and john dan <laughs> lewis from williamsport pennsylvania dan you're banned from the show forever <laughs> now <laughs> pick this story uh, it's a real winner gosh i really get queasy over booger stuff gosh really uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's read another one. Okay, sure. I got one for you. All right. This is about tall enough toddler. Comes to us from Samantha in Louisiana. I have a little brother who's thirteen years younger than me. When I was a teenager, he was a toddler. So, like, when you're sixteen, he's three, right? I'm good at math. I don't know if y'all know <laughs> that or not, but I could do the math. When he was around three, he figured out that he was just the right height to headbutt my older brother in the crotch. Oh, boy. That should only be something that happens once. Yeah. Since we laughed the first time that he did this, first he started mistake. doing it every time. Yes. Not only to my brother, but to every male that came to my house. This included all my boyfriends and friends that were boys. 
I have some friends from high school who still cross their legs when I mention my little brother's name. Thankfully, he is now grown and over six feet tall, so he doesn't do it anymore. Not that you know of. But only yeah. to giants. Only to giants. Samantha. Have a great day. Thank you, Samantha in Louisiana. You know, this happened to me once, not by my little brother because I don't have one, but you remember that sports store I used to work at? Yeah. Randy Rock, man. He had a little boy. His name was Daniel. Still has him. White-haired sure. boy? Yeah, blonde. His, his hair was so blonde it looked white. Randy was outside. I was going in for work one day. He was standing outside talking to a customer that was a friend, and he had the door open. I was I was walking, hey, Randy, how you doing? I'm a high school kid walking in to the store, and his son runs up to me with his arms straight out, which are in the place where head level to yeah affinity and i was hit Ugh. uncomfortably so in front of a customer and oh. i doubled over in pain and kind of stumbled into the into the, the the sports store there and i thought if this kid ever is alone without his dad i'm going to kick him <laughs> very hard <laughs> because that was painful and embarrassing but uh, i never did I never of course did. you did it not that guy. You're too nice. Tried to laugh it off, but you know, uh, <laughs> you can only laugh so high when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh gosh. Yeah, there the kids at that age is dangerous. I I told years ago I had to have been back when I was at it at uh Sheffield, just talking to a guy and his wife and his kids were all around. And uh one of them was about that same height and that same age, a little girl, blonde headed girl. And uh, she's looking at stuff that's at eye level, I suppose. And and she reached up, and she saw something poking, I suppose. And she honked. She she <laughs> she squeezed it like a freaking bicycle horn. <laughs> and, and I and I went woo. And, and the, the guy, the guy I'm talking to knew what had happened because he sees her hand coming down and he, he saw my my midsection kind of go backwards and he just looks at me and says sometimes they do that and i'm like and we just continued the conversation sometimes they do sometimes that Sometimes they do that you know just something like that i don't remember exactly what he said but it was it was just it was just so casual like he didn't even think it was a thing i'm like at least correct her let her know that anything poking out there is not not for you to to investigate, Dad Gummit. Did she like really make the honk noise? No, and everything? no. But you, okay. but but that's the that's the hand grasp image that I want you to have in your hand. If you held up your hand and mimicked like you're honking uh, one of those old black yeah. black handle, yeah, yeah. That's what she did to me. Honk like that. Oh it was man, terrible. It was the worst. And oh. I had to stand there and and kind of keep one eye on her. And yeah, you kind of have kind to of pivot away. Like, ah. So uh, anyway, um, we got a story called Preschool Prayer Power. Hi, James John. I was revi- I was reminded in your recent show about the hilarity that can come with prayers that small children pray. My four-year-old son has a best friend that he's known since they were both tiny babies. His friend, let's call him Taylor, was the sort of boy that can be quite mischievous and also has a great fondness for occasionally declaring, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah, they do that. (laughs) The ultimate. Yeah. I'm having a birthday and you're not invited. 
So as four-year-olds do, yeah, they do that. My son uh, takes life quite seriously, and he usually tells me when Taylor has broken their relationship again. Mm. So one night he was quite upset about how things were going with his and Taylor's friendship, and he decided he was going to pray about it at bedtime. So Mm. he's lying in bed, rolled over on his stomach. He puts his face in his pillow, and God, he starts with a sigh. Please help me and Taylor to be better friends, but we can't. We can't be better friends, so you're going to have to do it. Amen. And they rolled over and settled down to sleep. This very serious prayer was repeated every night for at least a week. See, we're hopeless is basically what this guy's saying. It's going to have to be a a miracle straight from God for them to pull it together, these four-year-olds. Apparently, it worked, though. Because although my son tells me sometimes they aren't very good friends because, quote, sometimes Taylor's bees bossy and isn't a very good friend thing to do, unquote. Maybe Taylor needs more prayer. Hope you find this amusing, wow. Elizabeth. That's awesome. Yeah, the prayers of kids are great. <laughs> they are. And then he did it for like a week. That's yeah. impressive. He was dedicated. I mean, <laughs> this interse- that counts as intercession for kids. Yeah. I, rec- I mean, we give up after a day. We don't get something that we pray for. <laughs> I recorded my son praying one time, and I'm so glad I did. I don't know where that recording is, or I would I'd play it right now. Um, but uh, it was it was great. I mean, he he he. Kids are funny even when the, they don't know they're funny because he had this thing that he would th- say at the beginning and end of every prayer. And he's 11 years old and he's changed the ending now, but the beginning mm. is the same as it's been forever. And, and he's had to extend it twice because we got two dogs. He's like, dear God, thank you for dad, mom, Jenna, um, me and my, and Moffat. That's the way it used to be. Dad, dad mom, Jenna, me and Moffat. And now it's dad, mom, Jenna, me and Moffat. And, um, Leia, he has to add that in, but he's so fast at it. He's like, thank you for James, John, and mama. And, and, uh, and then at the end, his old prayer used to end with, thank you for, um, thank you for, uh, let's say, thank, thank you. Thank you for food, drinks, everything, Lord. I love you, God, in Jesus, in Jesus name, I pray, amen. So <laughs> that, that would get very quick. Uh, thank you for food, drinks, everything, Lord like a it's like an auctioner huh? yeah yeah and i love you god in jesus in jesus name of prayer and um see he doesn't do the food and drinks anymore and i love that i always loved that he thanked god for drinks food and drinks yeah because yeah, thank god even when you're not eating or drinking I, right? I enjoy a good uh soda once in a while a glass of iced tea like i had this weekend at a deli because uh, they had sweet tea out here in the midwest and it was wonderful um, so I, I should have bowed my head that night and thank God for drinks, but uh, food, drinks and everything. He, he, he's, got a, <laughs> he's got a thing about drinks. He loves making drinks. Like every night after they go to bed, I'll come downstairs and there's a drink prepared and he made it. It's usually just water, ice in a straw in a cup, but he made the whole thing almost like a flipping, uh, bartender. He's a mixologist. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then he, he <laughs> takes two sips before he goes to bed, and then he leaves it, and he goes upstairs, you know. And <laughs> so, I don't know. He, a weird kid. But uh, he, he's still th- he's still grateful for drinks. Um, we got a voicemail. It's from Shane, uh, the blind hatter, and it's called Mailroom Moron. So it goes a little something like this. Hey there, that story show. This is the blind hatter. Some of your older listeners may have heard this 
comedy routine done by a comedian in the early to mid-80s. I don't think he ever did it in uh, real life, and I don't recommend it for anyone who's planning to join the military service. However, I was in a audacious mode and decided to go ahead and test my luck. Googling audacious. Back in my 20s, I was stationed on a helicopter base in Southern California. And when you answered the phone there, you had to give your squadron name, your group name. Um, Audacious. Showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risks. So there you go. That sounds good. And your division name. And followed by, how can I help you, sir or ma'am? I hated it. And because my office, I was the only one that answered the phone. And because everybody that called my office were junior to me, I quickly began eliminating that whole process and just saying, yo, mailroom. One day, the phone rings. I pick it up, doing my standard routine. Yo, mailroom. And I hear on the other end of the line, is that how you normally answer the phone, Marine? <laughs> Usually. <laughs> Do you know who this is? No. This is Lieutenant Colonel John Smith. Sir? Uh-oh. Yes. Do you know who this is? No. Good. Click. <laughs> I ran out of the office and told the, whoever is behind me, do not answer that phone uh. under any circumstances. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that story. Thank you for the clean <laughs> podcast. Thanks. All right. Good job. Oh, man. Do you know who this is? No. Good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sucker. I did that one time on a Navy base, believe it or not. I, I worked on uh, on the Navy base for Johnson Controls. Yeah. And I was in the sign shop. So it wasn't my shop. It was another shop. And I was sitting there doing some sign cutting and things like that and just kind of playing around. And the phone rings and I answer it and it is a businessman because there's the shop area and then there's all the white collar guys that work, um, you know, on the other side. And I could tell it was one of those. And um, he's like, hey, is Billy there? And he's like, and I'm like, uh, Billy, who the Oh, Billy, Billy, are you here? Billy, Billy, Billy. And I'm just being stupid. I, oh, I don't no. know what I was audacious. I was just you feeling, being audacious. And he's like, who is this? And I'm like, I don't know. Wow. I should find out. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I know where I'm calling. And I'm like, well, you should probably send somebody over then. And, 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 and I, <laughs> I slammed the phone down and I went back to my work. And then I'm like, I could play it off. Like when they come in here, I'm in a totally different part of the room. But then I got to explain and describe who was there at the phone. Oh, so I left. I just simply left the area. I never got caught. Never did. <laughs> it was Billy. It was Billy. Billy did it. Lieutenant Colonel Billy got me. No, I, I, <laughs> I was just being so stupid. I was never like that. But it was just something about the anonymity that made me kind of go crazy. And I, uh, and I would like repeat everything he said and kind of made fun of him. And he was mad. I knew who it was too. It oh. was a guy. I can't remember his name, but it was a guy who had a reputation. Like you didn't mess with this guy and oh. uh, he would fire you and stuff. And, and he, he had been in a accident and they had taken his first, his, he had lost his thumb. So they had taken oh. his index finger and bent it around 
so it would act as a thumb. So he had what? he had a four finger hand, but his pointer finger was uh, his thumb, and so he was he was wicked looking, dude. He and and I was <laughs> messing with him, and you know me, I don't do that kind of stuff. No, um, but I felt like, safe until I hung up the phone, and then I'm like, I gotta get the heck out of here, man. Man, I'm gonna get caught. You so. you were the originator of the internet troll, weren't you? I guess so. <laughs> you get that that behind the screen brave bravado or yeah, audacity, aud- you are audacious, yeah. <laughs> Mercy, oh man. man, that's scary. I don't know that I've ever done that. No, I I've never done it again. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> Dear John and James, I'm a, this is from Brooke. I'm a sixth grader, so I will speak in middle school talk. Please read an obnoxious teenage girl voice. Okay, well, all of you sound the same to me, girls and boys, so you get this. Okay, so like, my name is Brooke, and I live like in Georgia. So like me and my brother were like in preschool, and there were like these cupcakes, and they were really delicious. But anyway, that's not an important part. The important part was that there were these cupcakes. And like, anyway, it's... These cupcakes were in this perfect container, all concealed and contained. And it was like after a birthday party and they were at the container and somebody threw them away. So like me and my brother decided it was not fair to the cupcakes. So we decided we would rescue the little cupcakes. And so it's like those trash cans that you put out on the street and it was really tall. So like my brother held my ankles and I reached in and grabbed the cupcakes with the perfect little con with the perfect little container and once we got there we like totally ate them and they were like totally delicious and it was just a perfect day after then and like this school teacher decided to like laugh at us and it was like really mean and it was like sad and it like made me cry brooke <laughs> i think she was from the valley yeah i know that was like for real man like, likes. It, it made me want to change my my uh, talking. I actually left out a few likes, believe it or not, because I got tired yeah, of like saying five like. of them. Um, but uh, yeah, if you missed that, basically preschool Brooke um, ate out of the garbage. Uh, basically. With the help of her brother, you know, who and then was embarrassed when she got laughed at. Yeah. But uh, she made it clear that they were in a really good container, which I'm sure the, the safety of which is, is, uh, you know, we can absolutely trust, the judgment of a preschooler yes, to, yes. to say what is sanitary and what is not. Um, they weren't just going to liberate those, those cupcakes. They were going to uh, devour them. What were you doing, young lady? Yeah. What were you doing in that trash can? Oh, it was just uh, a straw bazaar. <laughs> you, were you were eating, eating cupcakes. cupcakes. <laughs> That's your idea. That's what you said. It's straw bazaar. Straw bazaar. No. Oh. Mm. Uh, well, well, Bella's got a story here. You want me to read yeah, it? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay, Bella. This is, hello, it's Bella. And I want to share this short but embarrassing story. Okay, so I was uh, at Wendy's with some friends and we were about to leave. So I went to the bathroom. Well, the door lock was broken. So some people had people come with them to stand outside the door to keep it shut. Well, I really had to go and I did not think that someone would come in. So I get in there and I'm going to the bathroom when all of a sudden an old lady, oh, sorry, this is in all caps, an old lady that worked there walks in. No, no. And does not even notice me. She came in to get the trash, and I said, um, excuse me. She said, oh, sorry, hun. I just came in to get the trash. Sorry, does that lock not work on there, hun? 
and and it's like she's sitting there wanting to have a conversation with me and then i said um no you 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 could please get out could you please get out and, and she says oh sure hun sorry and the thing that i thought to myself i should have gotten someone to hold the door <laughs> well that's my story bella so obviously this is one of those one toilet wonders you know right yeah. there that's the that's the name of this of this story one toilet wonder um one, i i didn't i didn't title that one for some reason but uh yeah at first i thought it was a dude the whole time i was reading this until i got to bella i thought it was a dude <laughs> i always guess gender's wrong on these things and um i'm just imagining him sit you know standing at the urinal <laughs> With right, the old yeah. lady coming in, and you know, it, and it's a little awkward, but no, this lady's got pants to the ankles sitting on a toilet. <laughs> lady just comes on in, just like, hey, don't notice me. I'm just here to get the trash. So, what don't, the- don't you worry. Hey, will you reach around over there and get that yeah, trash? Yeah, can you pick that up, hon, while you're sitting down there like that? Yeah. Oh, you ain't doing nothing. Oh, I, man. She, I, I'm assuming by the reading of, of the, the writing here. Uh, she's probably a younger girl, and so well, when she says an old lady. I'm thinking, you know, yeah, somebody thirties, mid thirties. <laughs> well, it's funny. I I messaged her and told her that we were going to use it on the show, and she writes back. I had I had not looked at the date, and it was from 2016. She says, "Oh, oh my gosh!" She says, "I you realize I was 11 then." and she's like you know with much love and a lot of embarrassment you know whatever she still gave us permission to use it you know and all this kind of stuff and i told her about red school bus and because she's the same age as my daughter now but wow uh, so it took a while to get on the show but uh (laughs) hey (laughs) at least this is the show that you just never know yeah Sometimes the good ones get tucked back, you know, it's, it's an accident, but I love the all caps writing it. Uh, I hope that worked for it. It it did. It did. We do have some official middle school drama though. So, um, here we go. Uh, um, uh, move out of the way, stupid. Today's middle school drama comes to us from Noah from Washington. Hi, it's me, Noah again from Washington. My story is in school and I have a phone. And I'm doing my work and the kid next to me loves Fortnite and anime. So his phone is not off, like off, off. His phone starts ringing and I thought it was my phone and I check. But it was the other kid's phone and it sounds like this. (laughs) Hello, Morris, dun, dun, dun. I was laughing so historically. So that was my story. (laughs) I hope you like my story and keep it up. Bye. Noah from Washington, and that has been today's <laughs> middle school drama. Um, uh, yes. um, Dang it. Uh, move out of the way, stupid. Um, All right. And James, that, how does one laugh historically? I don't know. <laughs> Throughout <laughs> the <say>. ages. <laughs> I don't know. I love laughing historically. I want to laugh like that all the time. It is just, when you off. laugh. Professors just crowd the room and start writing down (laughs) details about your laughter. That's when you know you're laughing historically. They are taking this down. This is historical. This is a historical moment. That's big news. Uh, I love that his phone was not. It was off, but it wasn't like off, off. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't off, off. It wasn't off, off. Not off, off. It wasn't off, off enough. 
Stravaza. So, um, hey, remember, if we used your story, we owe you a sticker. So email me your address, okay? And I send them out about once a month. So don't get too sad about having to wait a little while. That's our story, and that's what we're sticking to. And that's the show. Send your stories, email or audio to thatstoryshow at gmail.com. Uh, thatstoryshow.com is the website. Follow us on Twitter at That Story Show. Uh, my personal Twitter is at NLCast. John, do you have a Twitter that you use? I don't use it, but it's at Jay Steinclaw. Okay. You can review us on iTunes or wherever <laughs> yeah. you found us. It always helps. And if you want more great shows like this one, visit NLCast.com. Thanks to our patrons for your support. With special thanks to James Spangler, Eric Kube, Zane Estrada, Janusz Striesbeck, and Carrie Wright. Become a patron today and support the show and get all kinds of awesome perks at patreon.com slash that story show. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or if some old lady walks in on you while you're on the pot, remember, <laughs> don't get stressed, don't get depressed, and don't laugh historically. Just think this belongs on That Story Show. We'll see you guys next week. Thank John. Thank you, Jay. Woohoo! Yeah. I always like the endings. Oh. Every one of them is like a blank slate, and I get to paint with my voice. And, f- and you paint it with such artistic wonder. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. We're going to do some bonus content after this for the patrons. Yes. I say that in a sneaky way to make regular listeners who've been on the fence about supporting the show to make them want to support the show for as little as two bucks a month. Ooh. You can do it. I believe in you. Two bucks a month. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.